OG Podcast Network presents. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my power, earth too. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti, and with me is, um, uh, it's, well, it's kind of just me. Um, I, 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 features is still missing. I'm not quite sure where Huey is. I mean, if you listen to the last episode, you know the studio's kind What's of in shambles. So yeah. I'm trying to keep the show going, but it's right now it's Menti, just me. Menti, you so, there? hello? I hear Menti. Oh, hello? Hello? What's this? Oh my God. Do? Mauer? What? Menti? <laughs> Menti, is that you? <laughs> oh, Mauer. Oh, I thought I was going to have to do this alone. Thank God. Okay, where, where where are you? You know that safe house that you made fun of me for setting up? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm there. Um, oh, wow. Who would have thought that would come in handy? Late shift definitely showed up, and uh, it smells bad in here. Well, that's because you're there, so I, I get that. I don't think we got non You took your shoes food. off, didn't you? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think when we let baby Huey in charge of the rations, he got perishable food. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> it's a pretty nice setup in here, though. I like how you're like the Nick Fury of Fireside. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, guess I am. I'm going to talk to you about the Fireside Initiative. All right, well, welcome to the Saturday show. If you're new around here, that's where we don't talk about the news. Can, can we talk about something today? I, I think I know how we can fix our problem with Lay Shift. Okay, go ahead. We've got to go back. Oh, not this again. <laughs> Did we do this once already? <laughs> yep, we gotta go back to the future. Are we doing volume two, volume three, dash two? <laughs> I need to go back into the slow force and fix this stuff. Well, oh. no, that's that's DC timeline. If we're talking endgame, we got a whole different thing to talk oh, about. All right, no. so if you listened to the last show, we talked about it briefly at the end that we kind of wanted to go into uh, the time travel aspect of endgame because it's very confusing. It's and like, I don't blame everybody for being confused because Marvel Universe they they do with what's called branch universe theory or the many worlds theory. Can, can I just say that I love the fact that your argument and my argument are now both proven right and wrong simultaneously by two which parts of it. Is, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it's it's the Schrodinger argument. It's <laughs> it's perfect. Um, so I think what we need to do before we even talk about the the conflict of Endgame's time travel and timeline, we have to explain not only kind of the many worlds theory. We have to explain how uh, the branch universe theory works within Marvel, and then we need to talk about why the Russo brothers and the writers of Endgame are kind of arguing how it works, and then we can say what we believe. How's that sound? Sure. All right, so... I'm confused already. It's Yeah, this I'm going to warn everybody, you might want to listen to this one twice. This is going to be... I'm, we're going to do our best to explain this because this is very confusing. And the reason why Marvel goes with branch universe theory or the many worlds theory is that it explains things pretty easily and allows them to move on without much explanation. So the, the key word that everyone needs to remember is divergent timelines. 
That's the that's the the basis of all of this. So what I want everyone to do me a favor. Do we all know Schrodinger's cat? Mauer, can you give a quick breakdown of Schrodinger's cat? The theory was that there would be a cat in a box, and until you open the box, you don't know if the cat is alive or dead. But while the box is closed, the cat exists as both alive and dead simultaneously. Thank you, Sheldon you can't Cooper. Ha- right, exactly. You can't answer the question until you open the box, so it's both alive and dead. But in the many worlds theory, in branched universe theory, the, th- the thought is, is that that is a branch point where the cat is both alive and dead in two simultaneous universes, in two different divergent timelines, he's both alive and dead, or she. Um, and the although they both exist, they don't cross over or interact. So when you think of the multiverse, right, when you think of uh, the, the branch universe theory, it's an infinite amount of universes because every decision is a branch timeline. Does that make sense? I got you. So, every, like, for example, us recording this show... There, there is an alternate timeline where this is not how it went. There's an alternate timeline where, you know, late shift did not destroy the studio and everybody's still standing around your desk and we're all recording like we normally do. Um, every possibility has a, a divergent timeline. That's essentially the thought here. It's just they don't cross over until Marvel. I don't want to say until Cable, but Cable was kind of the, the catalyst. <laughs> and, and this theory goes with... Um Unlike sometime theories where there's certain major points that make these decisions, um, this has the idea that any decision creates a timeline. Right. And there are universal constants. So when you think of something like Marvel, Captain America is a constant, right? Iron Man is a constant. Thanos is a constant. These things will always happen. Now, how they exist within their divergent timeline is it doesn't it can vary, but all of they are always supposed to happen. Like there's always going to be a Galactus. How Galactus works within that timeline might vary from timeline to timeline. Like there might be a timeline where Galactus is a good guy. There's a timeline where Galactus isn't gigantic eating planets. He's eating plants. Like there, if you want to think about it, like the Terminator movies, you know, Skynet was a fixed point in time for them. No matter what, Skynet was going to take over. No matter what they went back in the past to do, um, right? And that would be our Captain America being created, Tony Stark being uh, Iron Man. But and this is this is not a Marvel theory. Like this is an actual uh, uh, a a scientist a scientific theory that's been going on for a while now. I this would have not... loved to see you doing the research on this and just oh, it, watching it, it, your it, head go. But, but no, no. I mean, I know the Marvel side of things. I know it's just it's understanding the the quantum mechanical version of this. <laughs> that's a little. They're a little outside of my wheelhouse right now. Um, but. The, the reason why Marvel does this is because it's very easy to explain things away, um, but it, it also creates a very uh, interesting future for a lot of characters. So, for example, think back to uh, Rachel Summers and think back to um, uh, the uh, Age of Apocalypse timeline. Right. right. So when they went back to fix the, the past and Rachel Summers was all of a sudden still in her normal future, she's like, wait a second, everybody went back to fix this. How come I'm still here? Because her divergent timeline still exists. It doesn't, it doesn't change. Just because someone went back to alter the past, that didn't affect her future. All it did was create a new timeline where the problems that she experienced didn't happen to her. Her alternate version of herself is the one reaping all the benefits of that work. Yeah. Does that make sense? Did I say that right? I think I did. You, you, you nailed it. 
Perfect. Okay. So that's in general, that's the way Marvel goes about it. Right. And this is something that's happened for a very long time. This is not a new thing. This is how they explain the multiverse and how there's so many different versions of characters and so on and so forth. I mean, I bet you everybody has seen that meme that says, uh, you know, there's a no, there's a universe out there where you're Batman. Right. Everyone needs, everybody's seen that. That's what this is. That's the many worlds theory. Now you also have the theory of the butterfly effect. The- right. Well, the, and that's where the writers come in. That's so this is so the Russo brothers and Marvel believe in the many world theories where the writers look like they're ta- they are more with the butterfly effect. So what's that? So the butterfly effect is just you going to the past changes it. So, right. Because there's not multiple timelines. It's a single timeline that if you go to the past, you alter things. Right. Uh, and that is literally. Uh, what we've seen in Back to the Future and and all the ones that they made fun of in the movie mm-hmm. is they're normally butterfly effect type. So whatever you do in the past, uh, time is a river, and it's not spreading out into little streams off of it. That river just stays the same. So if you put something in, it's going to float down to the end. Uh, and the writers seem to have taken all of these theories and put them into one. So let me let's let's first off before we get any further, I think a spoiler warning is is for anything past this point. Now that we've explained how timelines work, everything from this point on is going to be a spoiler because we have to explain a lot from Endgame. I know I I know the spoiler, uh, you know, the curtain has been lifted and spoilers are free to to roam the internets now. But I'd rather make sure everybody's aware that we're going to be spoiling most of Endgame at this point. Spider Man dies. Wrong movie. Um, (laughs) Well, in one timeline. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of timelines where he didn't survive. <laughs> um, but that's why this I find this was so confusing for a lot of people, because those who've been reading Marvel Comics for a long time, this is kind of par for the course. Like We're kind of used to this. But if you're new to Marvel and you only know time travel based on other properties or movies you've seen, even The Flash, right? All of those uh, set point timelines, this seems really out there. And the information that we're going to be going over um, has a few sources. Um, the writers themselves put the explanations in the movie for us to hear. However, it doesn't sound like they had a true sit-down powwow with the Russo brothers, and the Russo brothers interpreted it as something completely different. Which is funny, because even in the movie, they contradict themselves. So you have Professor Hulk, who talks about Branch Universe Theory, and you have the Ancient One talking about the butterfly effect. Well, no, she's still talking Branch Universe. She's just tying it to a certain thing. So which one do we want to break down first? Uh, let's, let's do Branch Universe just because it's mostly Marvel and it's the Russo brothers. And then we'll talk about what the writers said. Because at the end of the day, Marvel's going to win. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter what the writers say as much. Because if Marvel is going with Branch Universe theory like they have for Marvel Comics forever, then this is the way it's going to be. In my opinion. All right. Do you think? You don't think? <laughs> I really don't think at this point. I think they're... The, the writers have so much that p- was planned um, that they have to undo things. If they've been looking at everything through one glass and yeah, one, one filter. They're not writing the other movies. So Marvel can really do whatever they want because the movie's open-ended enough that you can go with either direction and it would be fine. It would still make sense. But I don't think Marvel wants to go against them because if the writers hadn't spoken out about what they said it is... Mm-hmm. I think they would have just ignored it. But the fact that the writers are out there going, no, this is what, how we wrote it. I still don't think Marvel is going to create two separate ways they deal with the multiverse, with the comics and the movies. 
I feel like that's going to be way more confusing than if they just stick to the one that they've been doing for however long Marvel's been running, right? Since Timely Comics, well, not Timely Comics, because they weren't doing it back then, but is for as long as the multiverse has been a thing at Marvel, Branch Universe is how it's worked, because it's the easiest way to explain things away. Like, this, this didn't make sense. Well, it's a branched reality. Right. It's a whole branch timeline. It's a divergent timeline. It doesn't really matter. It's the easiest way to explain things away, because you could say, well, that's not our normal you know, 616 continuity. That's a whole different timeline. So it's so easy uh, to explain away. I feel like if you use the butterfly effect aspect of things, it's going to just create confusion and, and rules that are going to be hard to write yourself out of. Uh, but again, they are not you, using butterfly effect. Well, but the, if, if you do it the writer's way, it creates too many paradoxes. If you do it the normal Marvel way, those paradoxes get resolved with just saying it's a divergent timeline. Right. So that to me, it's like if I was a writer at Marvel, if I was somebody who was ahead of all these movies and I have all these other things in the, the pipeline to try and explain stuff, I would say, eh, let's go with the easy one. <laughs> we got a lot of things on our plate. Let's not let's not add arbitrary rules if we don't need to. However, if you go by their way, it actually falls in line more with uh, the most accepted version of time, uh, time travel with scientists. Right. But they don't, I mean, dude, we're talking, you know, gamma rays created the Hulk. <laughs> we're True. talking cosmic rays created the fantastic four. Like, I want my the, timelines to be confusing. <laughs> I believe you. I'm surprised you're not a flash fan. Um, so let's hear real quick, just so we, uh, cause we've mentioned the writers and the Russo brothers over and over. So let's, let's just talk about the way the two, the way they both see it. Right. So you the, take the way, your version and I'll take my version. All right, so the Russo brothers and Marvel both believe that well, uh, Marvel as hasn't confirmed the, on it yet. What's up? Disney and Marvel have not put their Well, I'm talking in. the way cuz it, it the oh, way Marvel the Comics. Russo brothers explain it it works for Marvel in general. It's the way that Marvel Comics has run okay. forever. So, when I say that, I'm not talking about like MCU, Kevin Feige and all that. I'm just talking about Marvel's history. Right? That that that's what makes From sense. From this point forward when you hear us refer to Marvel, it is the comics. Yeah, I'm, ta I'm talking the, the long-standing run of, of time travel that, <laughs> that Marvel's been doing. Um, but, all right, so the way that it would work is that as they went through and created and grabbed the stones, each time they went back and, and altered something, it created a divergent timeline. So even, like, take Loki grabbing the Tesseract and running away, that was a divergent timeline that's never been explained. And maybe that's what the Loki TV show is about, is that divergent timeline where Loki escapes with the Tesseract. Right. Because since they didn't get the Tesseract, they had to go even further back. And then they created another divergent timeline, which is where Tony met his father and all that stuff. Um, and then each time they grabbed a stone or made a decision in the past, that creates a divergent timeline. And the thought is, is that if they bring the stone back, it will can our normal timeline will continue. But it doesn't change the fact that those divergent timelines have already been created. So it. Our timeline would stay in that's this is how they both are merged together. This is how where the ancient one comes in, uh, brings the butterfly effect theory into it. So the way that the Russo brothers see it is when Cap goes back to return all of the stones, right? Our timeline stays intact. And then when he goes back and decides to live out his life, when he goes to live out his life, that creates a divergent timeline. And the Russo brothers said, how interesting is it that he came back to give the shield? And that shield probably came from the divergent timeline where it was never destroyed by Thanos in the first place because Cap's shield is destroyed at the end of that movie. So how he has a nice 
a nice new one is a, is a story all in itself. So they believe he went back in time, lived his life. We got, God only knows how long he lived that life for, which is what would explain why he's so old. And then he used the pin particles to travel back to our normal timeline uh, to, to hand over the shield. Right. That's that's the way the Russo brothers uh, would see it. Now, the way Marvel would do it, like comic wise, there would be no worrying about our timeline, like our timeline. There's no worrying about it. Like, I love the, everyone brought up the, the baby Thanos. Like, I think it did. did uh, Hawkeye said it. It was. Why don't we just uh, go Don back Cheadle. and kill. Don, OK, yeah. So War Machine goes, why don't we just kill Thanos as a baby? That what they kept saying is killing Thanos as a baby. All that would do is create a divergent timeline where Thanos never existed in the first place because he died as a baby. But it doesn't change the hero's future where he already caused the decimation and the snap. So that wouldn't actually fix any of the problems or bring people back because all it does is create a new timeline where it never happened. Those people don't die, but it doesn't change or fix our timeline. Correct. All right, so that's, that's the way the Russo brothers see it, and that's kind of the way Marvel's been running for a very long time. All right, so, and if you watch the movie, you got uh, specific breakdowns explaining the string theory uh, kind of time travel that the writers were going through um, with their fixed time points being connected to what creates the universe. So when Hulk goes through and explains it, uh, when you go back to the past, it is now your new future. Nothing in your past will ever change. You're just now putting a new future onto your timeline. So if you think of a string attached to your back, anywhere you go, that string behind you can never be in front of you. Now, when you talk to the Ancient One, the Ancient One says that there will be um, alternate timelines made, but only tied to the changing of or removing of a times, uh, one of the stones. Because the time stones are what create reality. Well, uh, the stones, not the time the stones. stones. Like all of the stones. All the stones. So when you have any of the, uh, I almost said gems, any of the stones in a timeline, that's creating your timeline. You take one out, you've now created a different timeline where that stone doesn't exist and it's making its own fractured uh, time stream. Once, and that's why bringing it back to the exact moment was so important, if you, because then the, the, the future stays the same. Yep, if you take it back to that exact moment, that eliminates that alternate timeline. So in theory of that, when you go to the future, which is your past, <laughs> you remove it to, uh, any of the stones, you do your thing, and you put it back at the exact moment, even if you stay in the past, nothing that happened in your past will change, meaning... There would be two Captain Americas in the timeline going through simultaneously, and everything that happened before would happen again. And that's what the writer said. The writer said that although he spent most of his time frozen in ice during those movies, during like uh, Winter Soldier and such, there were two Captain Americas that were in that timeline. There was one who was just in hiding with Peggy. But well, then that begs a really weird question. When he goes and visits Peggy in the hospital, she would have known. No, because you remember when he visited a hospital, that's a past for him. So, right, but he, but because he went back and all and now lived a life with her, is there two Peggy Carters? There's two everything that there would only be two him, but she but would then, have to forget him. So they would there would be something in time that would cause her to forget that he lived a seventy year old yes. 70, seventy some odd years with her. Um, and that's where the paradoxes come in. This is why I like the divergent timeline. <laughs> this is why I like that more because this right here is a paradox where she she causes a problem with that theory. But then all you would say would happen is there's a chance that 
she gets Alzheimer's or a car accident or something. That well, we know that's true. We know that's true because she forgets him in the moment, right? right? She's talking to him, and then all of a sudden she gets real excited to see him again in the middle of talking to him. So we know that's kind of the case. So you could explain it away. And you can, but in the way that they could tie it to the comics is he could be U.S. agent the entire time and take on a new actual identity. Okay, I could see that. But I, don't, I just, my assumption would be is that he didn't want to be capped during that point. So at that point, he's just living a normal life with Peggy. Like, he finally got to have the life that he wanted. So I, I don't think he, just, he took on a new identity to that degree. He probably wasn't Steve Rogers anymore. Right, but and that's, he, that's he one way that the um, timeline could be maintained in what we see as our past, is he wasn't Steve Rogers. He was, you know, John Cena. <laughs> No, to me, it's it just it creates so many weird paradoxes because now things can be influenced in other ways. So having a second cap there, as long as he stays away from everybody besides Peggy Carter, although Peggy Carter still opens up its own wormhole, because if Peggy Carter's living a life with him, that means there are 70 years where she could slip up. 70 years where she could say, oh, no, I'm with Steve. So somebody knows that Steve like if she ever has a dinner party that screws up everything. And that's where they go into. Time and being constant, even if she tells people, what will time do to correct itself to make sure the past stays the past? And then the really weird question is, where did he get the completed shield from? So if the vibranium shield was destroyed by Thanos and he hands it away at the end, where did the fully remade one come from if it's all the same timeline? If it's from a, diver a, a divergent timeline, it makes sense because he it never got destroyed in the first place. In that timeline, he just brings it back to ours. Or he could make another one. Uh, this is what our third shield in the MCU? No. No. It's only, it was only broken once. Yeah, but it got messed up by uh, Black Panther, and then afterwards just, we see it. It had, it had some, some stripes on it, but that's it. It didn't get messed up. It got a little. Got, got a little they were little able nick. to sand it down and repolish it. I mean, maybe they just repainted it. I don't know. You didn't see it. <laughs> see it that close? Maybe they just repainted the thing. I'm just saying that the, it, it was never destroyed to the way it was. So, sure, I mean, I guess since it's only made of vibranium and now the Black Panther's in the mix, they could have another one made, but I don't think that's the truth. I mean, I don't think Black Panther was like, oh, look, it's future, Steve. I don't really know you yet, but let's make you a new shield. <laughs> well, I also don't think vibranium is as rare in the, as, in the MCU as it is in the comics. Yeah, it was. They even said it in, in New Avenger, where he was like, this is the only material we had. This is it. They didn't have any other vibranium besides that shield. So you're saying Tony, when he makes the new, was able to go to Wakanda and be like, hey, I'm going to get some more vibranium, and that's how he made the shield? Or did he have some lying around? No, remember they, in, in Black Panther, there were like artifacts from old Wakandan um, history that was made of vibranium. So Tony just went and stole them? Well, Tony's dad, maybe. I don't know. It's, I'm talking in the time jump. In the time, what do you mean? Because oh, got, that's when the shield got broken too in uh, Civil War. It didn't get broken. Tony just had it. He he jammed it in his chest. He kept it. I could have swore he broke yeah, it. Yeah, he that. he walked away with it. He's like that shield's not yours. Remember, and that's when Cap drops it. Okay. Said, My dad made that shield. That shield's not yours. Okay. Yeah, right. the, the shield was still intact. The shield doesn't get destroyed until Thanos. Now, in the vision that he has, the shield was destroyed. But it wasn't destroyed until Endgame. I'm upset we didn't get the, the vision, like, in this movie. 
Well, the the vision still makes sense, though. If you look, if you look at Age of Ultron, that vision. If for anybody unaware of what we're talking about, in Age of Ultron, you have that vision that he sees of the future, where he's like, "Tony, you could have done more." Um, you still have the Levi, the Levi. I can't say the word right. Leviathans. Yes. Right. The, you have the Jatari army coming through the portal, just like we had. Right. Um, just like in the vision, you had all of the heroes uh, knocked out and down, which we had. We had Caps laying on the ground, injured. Uh, with his shield smashed, which we got, uh, and then him saying, "You didn't, you didn't do enough." At, after that moment, Tony does what he has to do. Right, that's why he makes the sacrifice play. So okay. we technically we got it. It was just in a different color scheme, and it wasn't in space. <laughs> All right, yeah, it just would have been nice throwback to have a scene there. So now that we have each of those theories. What seems to be working is a combination of all of them. Where I still, I mean, I, it's kind of what they're doing for the movies because they haven't explained anything yet. And if you've been a long time comic fan, we want explanations. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the way comics work. So I uh, think we're I'm, getting branch theories. Um, and the way they can say it is he puts, doesn't put the one stone back at the same time. So when he goes to take the Tesseract back, before he puts it back, he decides that he's going to live his life with Peggy. And since it put back at a different time, not the exact moment, that now creates his timeline. And, and I got some weird questions with that as well. So if it is the same timeline, uh, but yet removing the stones for that short period of time creates a branched universe that only exists until the to stones get replaced. What happens to that timeline? Do all the people just vanish? If they're like, placed if back at the exact moment, then yes. That, that timeline just disappears. That's so weird. So, like, because that's another version of somebody who's just not interacting with our normal timeline who just vanishes. Well, so think about, think about that. They that's, never existed. Ev ev well, they, they did for a, a period of time. So then they, while they existed, then they also no longer exist. What does that, how does that take place? Like, do people just start to disappear? Like, does all of a sudden it just everything goes white for everybody in that timeline as it gets removed? Again, this is where a divergent timeline makes more sense. Because they continue on, at, and the, that's why the infinite possibilities are there for a divergent timeline, where if it's a single timeline that you create branches that fix themselves when you put the stones back, how does that resolve itself? Like, do all those, do you feel when your timeline is being removed? Like, no, are you because aware you never it? existed in the first place. Once your timeline's gone, that, and you put it back and you erase it, there is no being, you know? Well, so, okay, so right now we're, we're in a divergent timeline, right? You and I are doing this show, and then all of a sudden, you know, Future Hulk goes back and puts the stone where it needs to be. There's, and you and I are in the middle of recording this show it just when he stops. does that. We just go white, yep. like, the, just, just like a void into nothingness, and we just are unaware of what happened? We're unaware. We, well, there's no awareness because there's no us ever. I just feel like you just killed a lot of people. <laughs> I feel like that's I feel sensitive like all of these, coming all, through right there. I feel like every branch universe that in this timeline, in this aspect, <laughs> you just killed billions of, and not just billions because it's a universal thing. Every time Menti's a decision like, like, like this, fixed points, everyone, you Everybody just killed just live an entire happy. universe worth of people. I actually feel like taking the stones out and putting them back is more detrimental than the snap was. <laughs> You're a jerk. It's isn't. How is it not true? They never existed. Yes, they did for a short period of time. Yeah, they did. No, you and then erased they, that. And then they all became, right, you just erased, you know, billions of people across erased, millions of planets. You erased time, though. Right. So everybody's, <laughs> right, it's the same point I'm trying to make. 
is that all of a sudden, like if we're in a divergent timeline right now, and then all of a sudden that gets removed, you and I just die. We no longer, we cease to we exist. We didn't die. We cease to exist. There's a difference. Not really. Like we're here and then we're not. See, <laughs> you would be terrible partner in a time travel movie. Uh, though, as long as it's branch universe theory, we're fine. <laughs> you would be <laughs> as too. long as it's but no, if it's the no, many no, worlds theory, needs we're to good. Be happy. Um, yeah, but it you looks like kill, the bran- you, we're getting a branch universe and a constant time stream. Well, we do have ours, so the MCU is a constant timeline. But and then each each of these branched ones, and I guess we're gonna get a lot more answers with the the Disney Plus shows, right? And it doesn't look like those branches. So, and you can put the image in there. Uh, there would only be one branch. So all the other branches where we took it since the time the stones went back exactly where they were. Those See, that's if it's branch universe theory, just putting the stones back isn't going to fix that problem. But that's why they, those from the way that it was explained. It looks like they're going to be doing both. So if you go through and erase all the other timelines, the only thing we have to worry about is Cap's timeline. That can be explained away with him putting the stone back at a different time, which creates a separate timeline for him to live his life. Well, it's not him. It creates a new universe. That's what the many worlds theory is. Right, but that- So it's not... So sure, it's one that he gets to live out his dream, but in doing so, he creates essentially a timeline doppelganger of the universe. When I say for him, that's for him to live in. Right, but that means there's a new version of you, a new version of right. me, a new ver- like every. There's a new version of everybody. And that's in fine. That- so now you look at the timeline as two. You have the timeline where Cap goes back, he lived through his life in our timeline, and then goes back to have a life with Peggy. And then you have our timeline. When I you, think it, I think Spider-Man Far From Home better do a really good job of explaining this. <laughs> like the, the fact that they bring up the word multiverse, I'm hoping that we get a more definitive explanation on how this works and then diving into it a bit further in the shows. Because like I always thought the Loki show was going to be a prequel, but it'd be kind of cool if it's Loki from the Divergent timeline and what he does with the Tesseract as he escapes. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, and I really like the idea that Cap lived his life past the point of what we see at the end of Endgame. Um, He goes well into the future past that and then comes back to that point to give the shield to make sure that our timeline always has a cap. To me, that that makes good sense. All right, well, I I think we've melted enough minds. (laughs) I think think, uh, this is probably one of the most confusing shows that we've probably ever made. Uh, We have features on pretty frequently. Yeah, but we can explain that away with Earth too. This is like Earth, like that's that's what's kind of nice about the DC world of time travel is it's just fifty two. Like there's not <laughs> but so many to worry about. There's fifty two of them. They can interact, and then that's where it ends. Uh, this you know if if you want to dive into this deeper, you can go down a big rabbit hole. Just remember that nobody can time travel. <laughs> so everyone is simultaneously correct and incorrect. Although we've done it before. Well, you've done it before. Well, nobody but me. <laughs> so that means I'm right all the time. So okay, that that's the slow force talking there. <laughs> um, but when because I've had people at work start arguing over this. No, this is that. This is that. It's all what technically what's true is what the writers said. I don't They're think so. the ones that created it. So you can't tell them that what they wrote is wrong. 
now well, Marvel Marvel told them what to write so they can have their own interpretation of it but until Marvel flat out says this is the way it is because that's a retcon Marvel I mean comics have been doing retcons forever so whether or not the writers believe it true it really depends on what the future of the MCU decides it wants to stick with and what they're going to interpret it as right exactly so it really is up to, it's up to Kevin Feige to be honest with you Kevin Feige really has the last call on this <laughs> Feige um, Fe- uh, yeah, Feige, make it easy. Make it easy, man. Diversion timelines, alternate realities. Let's just do that. Call it a day. And they'll probably do that just because people are really confused. Right. And it's a lot easier to explain. And there's a lot more fun to be had there because that means every time they move the stone, there's a whole new world that they can interact with and pull from. There's a lot more fun with multiple timelines than there is with one. It allows for a lot more writing opportunities than one. Fun. <laughs> I know it's a word you hate. <laughs> It just, it seems like, uh, the, so the thing I don't like about branch theory is it seems like it's a, it's a cop out. It seems like, Hey, uh, you know, this is just a different timeline. So this is here or this is there. Like they can just explain away things so easily with alternate timelines. Uh, it's why I don't like a lot of the space and time comic stories is because, uh, we don't have to really write hard you know, we can just say, oh, Different version of you came back and ta-da. Right, that's, and that's what Marvel's been doing forever. I mean, that is Cable's reason for existing. I mean, think about it. Cable and Bishop's timelines are almost identical. Almost identical. They're, but they are from two completely different uh, realities. Because, and that just goes further to explain that <laughs> there are an infinite number of possibilities and universes that you can play around and dabble in. Until a writer in the future comes back and says, nope, everything's the same. It'll, I don't think that'll ever happen with Marvel because the Marvel would implode. <laughs> like like the, every comic you own that has a Marvel tag on it would just spontaneously combust. Yeah, we're done. Game over, man. We can't <laughs> handle it. So I'd like to know what everybody thinks. Um, so I'm sure I'm sure this is going to spark some kind of uh, dialogue. I'd like to, under, to get an idea of where you all fall with this because uh, Mauer's big into the single timeline. I like the divergent timeline. I think it makes a little bit more sense, especially for how Marvel runs. Um, but I'm, I'm intrigued on hearing what everybody else thinks. It, it's, it's just funny to me because when you watch the movie, they explain it as the single timeline and it, re- it really comes from it. Except for Professor Hulk. In the beginning, he talks, the way he talks about it when he first brings it up, that is branch universe theory. No, he they, talks about string theory. When no, he, he talks about branch universe. He talks about, like, that's where the baby, the killing baby Thanos, because that right there, when he talks about killing baby Thanos, does not change Thanos from causing the decimation in your past. It causes a new timeline. He where doesn't, he doesn't he talk existed. about it creating a new timeline. Yeah, he does. Killing Thanos, no, killing baby Thanos would do nothing but he create said it a would, new timeline. He doesn't say he said it would do nothing. It can't change our past. Right, he doesn't exactly. talk about creating new timelines there at all. So, change, so going back further and killing him doesn't change the fact that because like, like if that was back to the future and they did that, that would change everything. Right. Hulk, and you can go back and watch again. Hulk is explaining string theory. That your past is now your new future. Going back and changing it, Hulk still grows up and kills everybody. It's not creating a new universe. Thanos, you mean? Whatever. Um, that's, a, that's a big differentiation. When did Hulk grow up and kill everybody? <laughs> World War Hulk. Um, that 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 movie never happened. I think we're gonna. I think <laughs> that, we're gonna get it. That's a divergent timeline, my friend. That's how he's gonna fix his arm. We're gonna get World War Hulk after they try to fix his arm. Um, but when, the way Hulk explains it, because I saw the movie for a fourth time, is string theory. All right. I want to hear from you in the comments. 
I want, I want to get an idea of where everybody stands on this, and hopefully we get our answers in Far From Home or in the Disney Plus series. Um, but I'm, I'm sure everybody's a bit confused, and I don't blame you because it's a lot, there's a lot going on here. Um, if, if we miss something, feel free to write it in there. Feel free to uh, comment or reach out to us. Um, uh, but on that note, do that thing. Thank you. You can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at welcometofireside.com or any of your social media of choices, uh, except for, you know, most besides Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, yeah. Once again, I'm Menti. I'm uh, Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to check us out on the OG Podcast, podcast Network. That's ogpodcastnetwork.com OG or the app. Deuces. I'm going to go fix all everything now. Don't worry. There's a, t- there's, a, there's a divergent timeline where we never recorded this show. <laughs> Don't worry, this timeline's just going to disappear. And every, every time it? we... For, do you feel, for as lo- do you feel as yourself long fading as, away? <laughs> for as long as we let this keep going, there's a timeline created for every second we leave this running. Like, we have the decision right now to stop the recording. For every second that we let this go is a new divergent timeline. Hold on. <laughs> there's another one. There's another I'm one. I'm trying there's to get rid of one. you. <laughs> All right, deuces, deuces. Deuces.